You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. We're back on the Oz Network for another spoiler-free movie review, uh, this time taking a break from Oscar bait and Oscar nominees uh, to cover just uh, a fun action movie geared towards, I don't know if it's supposed to be kids, teenagers, adults, a combination of all three, but culmination of a trilogy that's much better than I think most people give it credit for if they ever bother watch it. I'm talking about The Maze Runner, The Death Cure, Part 3. My name is Colin, and I also rounded up a bunch of kids. Not for torture and torment or scientific experiments, but uh, just to record a segment for a podcast, which we'll hear in a little bit. So um, if you hadn't heard our Spider-Man Homecoming and Star Wars, I think, were the ones that we recorded... Uh, where I had my nephews on here just giving a quick 10-minute segment, you know, talking about their opinions of the movie. We've done that again. I, I went to this movie, The Death Cure, with my nephews, who saw all three Maze Runner movies very quickly, right before this one came out. And, uh, you know, they absolutely love The Maze Runner. I guess they're kind of around the target audience, which we'll talk about more later on. But uh, that was kind of a, a cool little experience we had, just to, to watch this with younger people and see their different reactions. You know, one in particular who may have been a little bit too young for some of the stuff in here, and it definitely showed, but... Uh, overall, it's funny that I think this movie kind of gets a reputation, and I even heard this, you know, more than once in the past week about people just assuming that these are just, you know, movies made for teenagers or the teeny bopper crowd, um, the, you know, the Twilight crowd, uh, maybe geared towards boys. But in all honesty, I saw the first Maze Runner when it first came out, and I was surprised at how much I think it appealed more towards adults than it did kids. And I was surprised that especially this genre, which has kind of been taken over by movies like Twilight or uh, Hunger Games. What are some of the other ones? Mortal Instruments. Um, Jamie, you watch all this crap. What are some of those other ones? Twilight. Oh, I said Twilight. I said crap and she said Twilight. Hunger Games, yeah. All right, so Twilight, Hunger Games, (laughs) Mortal Instruments. Oh, and those Divergent ones. That's the one I'm thinking about that I hated. Oh, Divergent's terrible. Um, <laughs> that's just a completely different episode. I believe I've mentioned that many times. But that whole crowd, and I think you kind of assume because teenage girls are kind of the target demographic for those movies, you know, maybe not as much Hunger Games. That's, uh, you know, reaches more of a male audience as well. But the assumption is that these movies are just made for kids. And I think the Maze Runner especially is a, a series that will probably appeal more towards adults than other ones, partly because it is very violent. It is uh, much darker and very post-apocalyptic, but also just the subject matter of the original, which you really don't know anything that goes on in the original. I think that's what everybody I am talking to who saw this movie or uh, wanted to watch the movie, got excited about you know any of the Maze Runner series. It was all because of that first movie, the first Maze Runner that really sold them, which really is an amazing movie that people need to you know give it a watch if they've never seen it before uh, i've always described it as basically lord of the flies in a twilight zone episode which is all that the maze runner basically is you had a bunch of kids who wake up in a field somewhere they don't remember anything about how they got there and there's a maze that surrounds them and you know if they get stuck in the maze overnight the thing closes up and nobody's made it out alive and you don't know, well, who put you here? There's obviously somebody who's playing some type of experiment on you. It's very similar to another Canadian movie called Cube, which is really good if people want to check that out if they ever had a chance. Uh, but I, I love these kind of mysterious, you know, Twilight Zone type sci-fi movies. And I think by the end of the first Maze Runner, they sort of set themselves up that there's no more mystery. It's just sort of this world where there's a virus and 
these kids, you know, mostly kids, I guess late teens, early 20s for the most part is what the, the cast is. They're being experimented on to find a cure that these are the immune people. So said spoiler free for the death cure. Didn't promise spoiler free for Maze Runner or the Scorch Trials. But uh, I love the first movie. Uh, I think I saw it when it first came out on uh, DVD and had wanted to see it in the theater, never got around to it, and loved it so much the first time I saw it. I think uh, I it was like a week or two before my birthday, and I, I can't remember if it was Jamie. Somebody got me the Maze Runner for my birthday because I just kept going on and on about this movie Maze Runner. And the next year, Scorch Childs came out, wanted to see it in theaters, never got around to it. Uh, I can't remember why. And then, you know, when it eventually came out on Blu-ray, got it again for my birthday, so... I'm two for two on buying this, even though I didn't buy it myself, but I would because I love the first two movies. The second one, The Scorch Trials, is definitely different. It's not as memorable as the first. It doesn't have that great twist, you know, the, the Twilight Zone type twist. It more is just them roaming this world and exploring what the world is. Now what's left of the world and, you know, kind of being pursued by this evil group Wicked. So if you weren't interested in The Maze Runner and you've never seen it, I've just spoiled the first two movies for you, but maybe it's piqued your interest. They're definitely worth checking out. There's a lot of stuff that I haven't said on there. Uh, but The Scorch Trials is probably closer to what we get in this. Although I will say, all three of the movies in this trilogy feel completely different because the environments we're getting are completely different. And the stories are very different. The first one was kind of a survival movie and figure out what's going on. The second one was a survival out in the real world and more of a chase movie. And this one, it's the opposite. I would consider this probably closer to like the, the new Planet of the Apes trilogy now is what they evolved from the first Maze Runner which may have been a little bit more similar to something like Hunger Games, to what we get in the Death Cure, which is a little bit more similar to the new Planet of the Apes movies. You know, it's this future world where there's this war between, you know, the the people who are stuck in the world and surviving on their own, and then the people who are trying to find the cure, which is this evil group Wicked. So um, we'll get more to my opinions on the end of the movie, because as I said, I have my nephews on here for a segment when we saw this but uh just uh, i guess more of a setup i mean i love the scorch trials and it does end on a cliffhanger which you know if you don't want to have it completely spoiled stop listening you know now i mean there's a few things that we can't really avoid but without giving away too much scorch trials kind of ends with them being sold out in almost like an empire strikes back kind of way you know somebody has sold them out they're being pursued one of the main characters has been kidnapped and this whole movie, The Death Cure, kind of becomes about the search for that one person while also tying up the loose ends about the virus that's destroyed this whole world and whether this group Wicked's going to find a cure. So I wanted to see this movie when it first came out. I mean, it would have been my first opportunity to see it in the theater. Um, originally, I was supposed to go last weekend, and I was quite sick last weekend. I still am now, as I've already restarted this recording once or twice just because I thought I sounded too nasally. But... Uh, I wasn't really in shape to see it on Saturday, and my nephews were devastated. You know, they they really wanted to watch this. They had even, just before, as I was getting ready to pick up the phone and call their mom and say, hey, I'm not able to make the movie, I had gotten a message from one of my nephews saying, Death Cures tonight, are you excited? And I'm just like, oh, they're going to be crushed. But we worked out so that we could see it Tuesday, uh, which is cheap night. So you're going to hear us reference uh, seeing it on Tuesday and cheap night here a couple of times in this, I think. Uh, but it was a fun experience just seeing it, you know, even though I personally don't consider, I'll get into it more on the end. I don't consider this movie to be nearly at the level as the first one. Uh, not really at the level of the second one. I've already kind of given away where it would rank among my favorite maze runners, but, uh, you know, I, I would still say I really enjoyed this movie and being able to see it on a big screen. There, there are a couple of action scenes in here that just blew my mind, particularly the opening sequence, which again, I'll talk about after we go to my nephew's bit here, but, uh, yeah, just uh, listen, these are my four nephews. Their ages range between 9 and 
14, I think. I say it on the beginning of the segment here. I just can't remember exactly. But, uh, uh, yeah, so they're kind of right in the age range where they would enjoy something like this. And you get, I guess, kind of a young boy's perspective for this genre that I think these movies, Maze Runner, was really geared towards let's open up this genre to boys, similar to the way that, you know, they figured let's take The Force Awakens and, you know, put a character like Rey in there and open up this genre to girls now let's take this genre, which is typically about these female heroes, and let's open it up to boys and get boys interested in this young adult sci-fi stuff. Uh, so it's cool to hear their perspective here. And, uh, you know, some of it's a bit of a mess. There's a lot of back and forth. Hard to uh, get four kids to focus who just saw a movie they were really excited about. But this was maybe like 15 minutes after we saw the movie. So this is a segment with me and my nephews right after seeing The Death Care. <laughs> And we're here in my living room, uh, what, about 15, 20 minutes after the end of seeing The Maze Runner, The Death Cure, the third, the final chapter in the Maze Runner trilogy uh, series that, I don't know, how, you guys can tell me, did you get into this movie series because I showed it to you or did you just find it on your own? Um, we just found it out from our Auntie Lisa. She suggested it to us. And oh, then, yeah. So, I found it out because yeah. of the trailer for A Death Cure when I went to Ragnarok and I want. And I wanted to see the other ones first. So. so this is like, you guys only started watching these movies a few months ago, basically, right? Basically. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yes, all around. So, um, I mean, I, I bored you guys the Scorch Trials only a few weeks ago. So because yes, um, it's not on Netflix, as you notice. And we only watched the first one. And we needed your... Thank you very much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. I still haven't returned it to you. I noticed that, yeah, but I had a digital copy. I just didn't think to watch it. So anyways, I mean, going into this, you guys, uh, you you really got excited about this. We were supposed to go on Saturday. I ended up being sick. Yeah. So we had to reschedule. We ended I'm up going to happier. You're happier that I was sick Saturday or happier that we waited? I needed to prepare. You needed to prepare? And also we're happy because it's a lot cheaper. It is cheaper than Tuesday night. Tuesday cheap night. That's right. Um, so just we'll go around. Just give me your you know basically no spoilers here. Let's not tell everybody about who dies or who comes back to life or we don't know that anybody dies. We don't know. Well, you saw the movie, so you should know. Otherwise, you have some short term yes, memory but loss. They but don't know. They don't know. That's right. We want to keep it that way. So. Yeah, well, let's let's just quickly go around and uh, give me your opinions on what you thought. Just quick opinion on what you thought of the death care. Amazing, great acting, except for Mino, and it's really good. Awesome, 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 awesome. Nobody get the flare, okay? Nobody get the flare, please don't. Um, it's, it's so let's let's talk quickly about the the acting here because yeah, you did mention. Yeah, I know. My show here. Don't hijack. You're not the host. Uh, remember Casper's... Ben's not... It's not Ben's show. Ben was on the show. He'd be here right here. Ben likes really stupid movies, okay? That's why he's not on this. Anyways. Uh, Spider-Man 3, exactly. Anyways. So... All right, so we're going to quickly talk about the acting because you mentioned you didn't really care for Mino in this movie. I mean, but but when we were talking about uh, before the movie, we were saying, like, what was your favorite Maze Runner movie? Two of you guys said that you liked the first one the better. Two of you said you liked the Scorch Trials better. Uh, as far as all your characters go, who who was it that said that Mino was one of their favorite characters? I did. You said that Mino was one of your favorite characters. Now you didn't like him. You didn't like his acting in this movie. I mean, we should say there's a reason why he's kind of – 
he's the Han Solo of this movie. He's the one frozen in carbonite that they're just going to save, right? Yeah, and he's sedated for half of it, so he has to act stupid for most of it. Yeah, so it's not really his fault that Mino gets shortchanged here. Um, but I mean, yeah. as far as as far as the other ones go, My I mean, my favorite uh, character is a tie between Newt and Mino. Newt and Mino. Okay, so Newt really gets to shine in this movie, right? And we don't want to give too much he's away. Like the, he's like the general of of the of everybody because he's always stepping up and just ste- and just giving commands, and he's a great character. He's the glue that keeps them together, pretty yeah. much. I he's know. the st- he's the Gum that goes in your mouth. He's the gum that goes in their mouth. This isn't sounding too good anymore. This is kind of disgusting. I liked Newt better in the original. I like I like the way he acted, the way he would always stand up. And you have to watch the movies. Yeah. If you do not watch the movies, never. You no, if, you were supposed to do the other two, so people won't understand. You better mention you better the other know. two. What? What are you talking about? The other two movies. You're supposed to. No, no. We're We don't know if people have seen. Anyone who would check out this podcast has obviously seen the first two movies. Well, you'd think that, but we had a couple hundred people download episodes on Ben's student film, Kill Phil, where he's lip syncing to All by Myself, and Kill nobody saw Phil? it. Yeah, we, we, we did tests to see if people would watch a movie that Ben made before they listened to an episode, and we got hundreds of people listening to the episode, and maybe a dozen watched the movie. So, Wait, Ben made a movie? Yeah, yeah, oh, man. Boy, do we have a treat for you. We're going to get the nephew's review of Kill Phil Volume 1 and 2 one of these days. But anyways, uh, you mentioned like the first two movies. I, don't, I mean, to, to see this movie, you do have to see the first two. I mean, yes, we have to because uh, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, this is one of these franchises where you're going to be completely lost if you don't see the first two. Uh, but at the same time, but at the same time, it is completely different. Like this feels just like when the Scorch Trials came out. It felt like a completely different movie for the Maze Runner. The Maze Runner was like, you know, this Twilight Zone episode. Scorch Trials was, you know, more of like a Mad Max type thing. You guys aren't familiar with Mad Max, but uh, you did read the books, right? Or you've, you're you're in the middle of the last reading the Maze Runner books. So um, you already confirmed that it's really not at all similar to – I mean the first one maybe a little bit, Scorch Trials, nothing like it. Death Cure from – you're maybe halfway through the book. You said there's some similarities to the book? Very little because they book and the movie end differently. They have to pick up in different places and it's hard to go the same place from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. overall, I mean the, the story this time, we don't want to tell us too much about the story, but – you know, the story of the first one was a bunch of people trapped in a maze. They couldn't remember how they got there. They had to they figure out how to get out. for two years. Yeah, well, some of them. Three years in the book. Yeah. Three years in the book. Well. And the movie was three years. Oh, Look yeah, at this, Ben. Children can read books. Ben can't even read books. But, <laughs> but they're all Sorry, laughing ben, at you. I have to laugh at you. They're all laughing what at you, wolf. Ben. What a wuss. If you're hearing this, you're not cool. No, you're not cool. That's right. But, you ain't going to be cool Okay, okay. So, so, um... I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, yeah, the story. So, I mean, yeah, the, story. the story this time is basically, they call it the death cure. I mean, half of the movie really is about searching for the cure for this virus that's taken over the world. The other half of the movie is just rescuing, you know, comatose Mino, as you said. And overall, overall, were you guys satisfied with the story compared to the first two? Because it is very different. It is very different. And I am, I don't know what to say, but it was good, very good. I liked it. I loved it. You loved the story? Yes. The story's good. They had really good action as well. There's no use in using spears, people. Use a gun. Use a gun, okay. Uh, we're Canadian here. I think there's laws against that. But 
the, the action. Okay, so yeah, there is another thing. You mentioned the action in this. I mean, personally, I felt, and I'm not even knocking the movie because I think there's a lot more drama in this movie. You have you have to tie up a lot of the characters. There's some really great moments between some of the characters you wouldn't expect to, and you wouldn't see coming. But the action, yeah. I think, in the first two was probably a lot more action-heavy. But what we get in here is crazy. Like, we don't want to spoil anything, but I think two sequences just totally blew me away. The opening sequence, you know, with a train, and then there's a mid-movie sequence involving a bus. I mean, those two things, like, right up there. Overall, did you like the... Who would want to know about the bus, Uncle Colin? What what, what do you mean, who would want to know about the bus? The the bus action scene was amazing. Yep. But I'm just guessing that you preferred the train thing at the beginning of the movie. Um, I never knew it was going to be in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge action sequence. I prefer the climax. That's what? my favorite action sequence. Yeah, the climax is a lot going on. I mean, what it basically turns into a dire war. They're like steal. There's like hijacking the train. Yeah, yeah. Just to get Mina. It's really fun. I mean, overall, I think this movie's more of like a rebellion. It's it's. Uh, yeah. yeah, rebellion versus the empire. Wicked's the empire, and the other and the right arm is the rebellion. There you go. Very Star Wars like. Star Wars. I find, it, pew, I find pew, pew. it like the Hunger Games. First two, it was just a fight to beat the Panem. Then it's the rebellion. It's a lot like that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely similarities to the Hunger Games, especially with this one where you, you get you get inside this whole capital more, and you really get to see what the whole world is and everything. Um, let's just quickly, as we start wrapping this up, because I think your mom's downstairs now. But uh, between How the three, about the villain? How we talk about well, let's talk quickly about the villain. I mean, we have a couple well, of villains in this movie. To say something. Okay, hold on. You say something first. The maze. The maze is has the aspect of the Hunger Games. It's basically the same, except it's kind of... It's a of, game. It's a competition. It, except you're working together instead of going against each other. Yeah, similarities there. Um, the villain here, so I mean, we, we, we have a couple of villains we were introduced to last time. And we got... Jansen. Jansen was amazing. Paige was mediocre. Well, I wouldn't say she's mediocre. I mean, it's different. I'll cover this in my section of the review, but they... they they kind of humanize Wicked, this evil organization in this, and that's one thing I like about it. But yeah, we do have one really good villain in this. Um, as far as the three Maze Runner movies go, uh, how would you kind of rank these? You know, let, Let's go around uh, oldest to youngest here. The three Maze Runner movies, tell me which one's your favorite, then your second favorite, and then your least favorite. Th- number three, number one, and number two. So you're going to pick the Death Cure, number one. Yeah, Death Cure, number one. Yeah, this is I'm the one who loves Spider-Man 3, too, so... Patrick, I always choose the last movies for the best. All right. one guy. This has actually improved my ratings of the first one. It goes three, one, two. All right, so you're going to... Now, before the movie, you said Scorch Trials was your favorite. Now, Scorch Trials would be your least favorite? This movie has actually improved upon the Maze Runner somehow. And it talks a lot more about, about the maze and the, than the second one. Yeah, we get some stuff on the maze. So uh, rank the movies. Uh, Death Cure... Uh, well, I guess if we're on Maze Runner, Scorch Trials, and then third part, Maze uh, Death Cure. Which one's your favorites? Three, one, two. Three, one, two. Okay, so every now, now, so are we pretty much all in consensus here that you like the Death Cure the best? Yes. Okay, so one more to go. Uh, what's your favorite or rank your Maze Runner movies? Ten, nine, eight, seven. Six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, so that would be three, two, one. Okay, so oh, your your audience here, which we have, you know, kids ages nine and what, eleven, yeah, and then thirteen and fourteen. So this is nine to fourteen here. All prefer the Death Cure over all the others, and I mean, at that age, I would probably prefer them all. Personally, I, I think I'm gonna, you know, go the opposite. I like one, two, and three, and I still oh, like this movie. I still like this movie. Okay, 
You have someone in common. You have someone in common with you? You prefer you mediocre what? movies, that's what it is. Just because you like counting numbers from 1 to 10? Is that the reason? Well, that's exactly why. You, you hit the nail on the head. That's he, if Casper saw the movies, he would only be able to do 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah. Then you why know you, what he ranks Why don't you explain to yourself why you like number 1 better and number 2 and like Def Cure the third one? I'll explain it in the episode when I have time. Myself and your mom isn't waiting downstairs. But anyways, thanks for coming to the movie, guys. We got to see it on Cheap Night here, so we saved some money. It's it such a Canadian thing. You know, we get a bargain and we get to see a cool movie. Yes. And all of you kind of love the death cure and think it's the best one out there, right? Yes. Right. And one more thing. There is no cure! And those were my nephews again uh, for their third appearance on this show. And they always... Uh, give pretty much the same opinion. Whatever the newest movie is, is definitely their favorite. I guess for The Last Jedi, just evidence of uh, uh, the general consensus on The Last Jedi. I don't think any of them said The Last Jedi was their favorite Star Wars movie, but all of them preferred the death here. And as I said in there, I'll kind of give my explanations now. Of these three movies, and I'm a huge fan of the original, and I'm a fan of the second. I mean, I, I've watched the second several times. It's not even something where it's like, okay, it was good and then kind of forgettable. I, I really did enjoy the second, just not at the same level of the first. This one, I think, is it's just a slight step down. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why. I think, uh, first to start out with the good. The opening sequence is mentioned in there with my nephews. I mean, it is huge, and it is basically a James Bond level pre-title scene that we get it's like five to ten minutes long massive action sequence involving a train um some uh, cars chasing it and to me it felt a lot like the opening of skyfall and i, w I would say I, I like this on as far as like just one standalone action sequence it is as good as half the stuff you see in a james bond movie i mean it's absolutely incredible and arguably the greatest action sequence of this whole trilogy and i'd go as far as to say probably better than anything you saw even in the hunger games or similar type of uh like young adult sci-fi movies that have been out there uh, so that opening sequence like totally hooked me from that point on um if you're and i'm familiar i've as i said i've seen the first two movies but not watching them back to back the way my nephews did you know i think they saw the maze runner with and scorch trials both within a few weeks of this coming out I feel like unless you memorize the second movie, there are certain things you can forget. The main plot of this movie is it's partly about this cure, which the whole series revolves around. But the other part of it is about a character that was kidnapped at the end of the second one. And um, I forgot that character was kidnapped. And the other part of it is that there's a character that kind of betrays them and sells them out at the end of the second one. And I remember that. So I kind of half remembered what was going on setting up this movie and didn't remember the other half. Um, seeing as this movie's not quite at the level of Hunger Games as far as like the success goes, I have a feeling a lot of people were going to enter this movie and not really remember what happened in the first two. Uh, but there's really not as much going on in the first hour. It's not like it takes you long to catch up. And that's kind of the other problem is that uh, they've ditched the books at this point. I've read a little bit about what the books are like. You know, the first one, uh, the books and the movie are semi-similar, semi if that's a phrase. The second one, not so much. They, they kind of took, uh, I guess, the setting, the environment, and everything. The third one really has very little to do with it. I guess all the characters there, it's another similarity to the James Bond movies. Uh, a lot of the movies just sort of take a few things out of it and then adapt their own story. Probably because of the direction they decided to take, or maybe because the books are hard to adapt. You know, some books are just like that. They wouldn't translate as well to a movie. They kind of went in the direction of their own original story. And I feel like there wasn't much left to tell. 
once you introduce that idea for a cure. And that's where the second half of the movie really excels, but the first half kind of drags down because the first half, you barely hear anything about this cure. It's mostly about rescuing this one character, this Han Solo and Carbonite type escape. And although I like that, I felt like it, the first hour dragged a lot for me. And this is a long movie. It's maybe you know, 15, 20 minutes too long because I think you could have cut some of that stuff out in the beginning. But once it gets into the second, I, w- I was really surprised. I kind of was expecting, yeah, this movie's going to be a bit of a letdown based on the first half. When the second half comes, and they really, this movie is about them, I guess, similar again to The Hunger Games, where the, the final one's about them reaching this capital city. Uh, this is not so much a capital city, but more, more or less just the last safe city where this virus hasn't spread to. And this is where that evil organization, Wicked, kind of runs out of. Uh, and you really are exploring that environment. Now, it's completely different from what we've seen so far, whereas the first Maze Runners, a very mysterious uh, maze in the surrounding and this environment that you're just questioning, you know, what's it here for? The second one is kind of this post-apocalyptic world. Now you're kind of getting civilization again, which is weird. Um, but it does help this movie to differentiate itself from the first two. Uh, and it feels like something different, even though you're not really getting anything different than you did in the Scorch Trials. I would say Maze Runner is its own thing. Scorch Trials and Death Cure, kind of a completely different thing that tie in together more. But when they get to the capital, I mean, the stuff really picks up. And I think the acting for these movies, I'm sure there are many people out there who are of the opinion, oh, this is one of these young adult type movies. It can't be any good. The acting's incredible, even among the kids. There are a few ones that are, eh, they're okay, but uh, primarily Dylan O'Brien, who plays the main character, Thomas. Uh, I remember when this movie first happened and thinking, oh, the movie looks interesting, but it's got this guy in it who's in Teen Wolf, and there's no way this is going to be any good. And he really surprised me. And throughout the second one, he surprised me even more. This one, I mean, it's his performance is fantastic. I could see him becoming a massive star now once this thing is over. And he had that movie last year, American Assassin, with Michael Keaton, where I think he got some good dramatic reviews from that. But he really delivers a solid dramatic performance in here, you know, as does several other characters. Uh, there's one which I won't give away who's uh, kind of a surprise character that uh, appears in this one that you didn't expect would be in it. Um, again, a great actor giving a great performance. And then, uh, you know, some of the other adult characters, you get your typical young adult movie, like Hunger Games had Donald Sutherland in it. You know, this one, they've got uh, Patricia Clarkson obviously playing one of the villains. And uh, the guy, and I can't remember his name, but um, he was, uh, he, he plays Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. He plays the main villain, Jansen, they're talking about, which my nephews loved. And I have to say, I loved him too. He was introduced in the Scorch Trials, and he was kind of just this shady character, exactly like what you see on Game of Thrones. Here, I mean, he really gets to shine as the villain. Um, Patricia Clarkson, who we talked about in our Miracle episode, you know, she's been nominated for... Academy Award in every movie she's been in, apparently. But, um, you know, she she's different from what you expect. And that's kind of the other thing I really appreciate about the second half of this movie uh, is that it doesn't go the direction you think. You think this is going to be the evil organization, you know, who's just trying to uh, destroy people. And you realize they kind of have the right idea. I mean, it's hard to hate the villains group in this when they're trying to save the very few people left in this world who haven't been infected by this virus. And, yeah, their methods are a little bit unethical, but their motive is right, and that's where the movie could have played up on a little bit more, but at the same time, it's an action movie. They're going for a younger audience, but that's something I think that could have improved the movie even more is if they really focused on this dilemma of something that was introduced in the Scorch Trials, which is that some of these kids won't give away too much if you haven't seen the movie, but some of these kids who are involved in this, they were involved in this group before, and their memories are kind of wiped, and you know, some of them are actually responsible for a lot of these tests that are going on, 
and I feel like that's an interesting idea that they maybe dropped the ball with a little on this one, but it actually helped the villains be more interesting this time around. And, uh, you know, Jansen especially, uh, Aiden Gillen's the, the actor's name, um, he, I think the reason he shines is because he gets to be a real villain, even though, again, you can kind of question if you're really looking at this as an adult, you could think there's nothing really wrong with what he's doing, but, you know, he's is kind of this angry guy who, you know, is more interested in killing people to preserve the human race. Um, but he does such a good job as the villain in this. And I think the adult actors really Barry Pepper also, who's kind of leading the, the human revolution. There's a lot of different factions in this, which is a little bit hard to keep track of at times, you know, of all the humans left. And there are definitely a few plot holes that come to the end that, um, uh, you, you can't really mention on this one, but you do question like, why are they actually doing this? Why are they fighting back? It's not really in their best interest to do what's going on here. And then even how the movie ends, I definitely had a lot more questions of, it's not that this movie ends where you feel like, oh, there's more stories to tell. It's more like it sort of ends and you're like, yeah, but this one thing that's not really resolved, they've kind of, you know, boxed themselves into a corner here. It's like, uh, this was the whole point of the movie and then nothing really happens. These movies, what makes it so interesting, and the reason I like it is because it's taking this genre, this young adult sci-fi genre, which has primarily been targeted towards girls, and now they're targeted towards boys, and they're they're reaching this young audience, like my nephews. That's one of the reasons I wanted to get the, on this episode, same as Spider-Man and Star Wars, because they're kind of the audience, and they're going to give a different perspective. But I feel like the Maze Runner movies, a lot of you know guys this will appeal to. Uh, and one of the reasons is because it is kind of that Lord of the Flies thing this starts with. And there's a lot of that that comes out in this movie about trust and betrayal uh, among all the characters. And there's one really great dramatic scene that happens later between a few of the characters where one of these characters starts to go bad. And it's not giving away too much because I think it's kind of alluded to. But one of these many characters that you thought was immune maybe isn't immune. And then what starts to happen when they start to turn? Do you want to put this person out of their misery? Do you want to prevent them from you know, getting infected and becoming one of these uh, um, cranks, as they call them in this, that the flare of the virus turns them into these kind of angry, rabid-type creatures? Uh, and then what do you do when that starts to happen? At what point do you give up hope that you can still cure this person? And the cure itself, another interesting thing that, that gets a little bit complex in this movie, where it, these movies are smarter than people give them credit for, is that this cure, a lot of it is about, you know, okay, well, do we work with this organization who may be doing un things unethically, but they can save people? And then the lead characters, who the, some of them were involved in this before, like, do I want to restore my memories so I can do this? Do I want to contribute? It all gets very complex, but these are smart movies. And are they going to be smart in comparison to, you know, The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises? No. But for this type of genre, this is about as good and complex as it gets. Um, I'm not saying it's as good as the first Hunger Games movie, but I, I would argue that these Maze Runner movies, probably on a whole, the whole series might actually be a little bit more consistent than the Hunger Games, because Hunger Games had a really great first one. The second one was pretty good, too. The third one was almost unwatchable at times, and then the fourth one was decent. But that third and fourth really should have been one, and that's why I'm so glad that they didn't split this into two movies, we have Divergent to thank for that, which, again, one of these days I'm going to go on a rant about how much I hate Divergent. But Divergent sort of failing by splitting that final act the way that Harry Potter had done in Hunger Games and Twilight, uh, that saved the Maze Runner because they really did not have enough story left here, especially since they're going the original story route, to really fill out one movie, let alone two. 
So there's certain things that kind of hold this movie back, but then other things that I really loved, and especially the characters. There are a lot of really great characters in this movie, and I kind of watched the first Maze Runner movie and didn't even think about it being a young adult thing. I just sort of thought, like, this is a great movie all around. I enjoyed this. When you get to the second and third, I kind of appreciated the thinking, you know, if I was age 9 to 14, this would have been the greatest thing in the world for me. And, you know, that's why it was fun to have my nephews on to give their perspective. But overall, if I'm comparing these movies... There's some things I absolutely loved about this. That that opening sequence is amazing. The climax is really good. There's some good dramatic stuff going on. One scene in particular, a really great dramatic scene. When you'll know, if you see the movie, you'll know it when it comes up between two characters. is fantastic. The way the movie climaxes is this the greatest conclusion you can get out of this film series. Um, I think if you watch it as a whole, yes, because you do realize, and I feel like maybe the author when he wrote this, this is a similar thing. When the first Maze Runner book is over. I don't think the author had any clue where to go after that. And it kind of takes a different direction. It just becomes a survival story in this apocalyptic world as opposed to this Twilight Zone, Lord of the Flies thing. Um, I think if you watch the the Scorch Trials and Death Cure, it feels like a satisfying conclusion. There are some really satisfying moments on the end of this. Overall, I don't really fault anybody involved in this movie, particularly the director, Wes Ball, who did an incredible job with his whole trilogy for a guy with no experience, a very young director who... You know, basically made a few short films as a demo reel to get him something like The Maze Runner. I thought he did a good job. Um, they took their time on this one, uh, partly because of the accident involving Dylan O'Brien, which I don't know, one of the stunt scenes which held up for a long time and, you know, uh, was, uh, you know, almost a life-ending accident for him. But uh, they were able to salvage the movie. I think they did a pretty good job overall. If you're watching these movies and you just want some good entertainment, this is definitely going to be more satisfying than Divergent. Uh, it's probably not going to be at the level of the Hunger Games as far as the scale goes because it's more low budget and kind of a smaller story. But I think that these movies are fun overall. It's just, it's your typical movie series. And I think we're living this age where everybody expects the sequels to get bigger and better. And maybe for me, because I remember growing up where the sequels were always a little less impressive, but you still enjoyed the series as a whole. Back to the Future 3 was not Back to the Future 1, but you could still appreciate Back to the Future 3. And uh, this isn't at that level, but it's still, it's a fun series. And it was, it was fun to watch this trilogy. And I'm still interested to go back and watch the first two again and maybe watch this one, you know, remembering everything about it. And I wouldn't, you know, be opposed to reading the books eventually because it is a completely different story. But biggest credit is definitely goes to that opening sequence, which is if you want nothing else, if is this going to be a buy it or rent it or bin it? If you watch this movie and you bin it, I guarantee you're probably going to tell people, listen, if you get a chance, watch that opening sequence because it is amazing. Uh, what I'm going to do with this, am I going to buy it, rent it, bin it? I would have bought the first Maze Runner. Um, as I said, it, it was bought for me, but I would have bought it for myself. Same with Scorch Trials. I would have given it a mild buy it. This one, I'm going to give it a, uh, a decent rent it. I think that this movie is definitely worth it. Uh, I was happy that I I would have paid for it full price because I was excited and I love the Maze Runner series. Uh, I was happy with my $6.30 that I paid here on Cheap Tuesday Night. And, you know, as far as why this episode took longer to get out, I, I was actually sick. I listened back to the clip of my nephews there and I could hear myself getting ready to lose my voice and basically lost it for a few days. So we're coming a little bit late here, but there's still time to go out and see the Maze Runner if you want. Or just go see Jumanji again like everybody seems to be doing, even though... I'd argue this movie might be a little bit more enjoyable than Jumanji at times. Uh, Jumanji's still good as well. You can listen to our review for that. Uh, also, we got our Olympics month wrapping up in a few days. We 
did I Tanya first. We did Miracle, or we did Cool Running second, Miracle last week, and then this week is uh, Eddie the Eagle, which is a movie I never saw up until we uh, were getting ready to record this episode. And I have to say, even though I, I am a huge fan of all these sports movies, not even talking about the movie itself, the episode itself was such a blast to record because we go off topic so much and you know we get to go on our Ryan Lochte rants and uh, talk about great Hall and Oates and stuff like that. So of those four episodes, I mean, even though it may not be my favorite movie, maybe it is. You'll have to wait and listen to find out. But it's, it's the episode I definitely recommend listening to because it gets quite ridiculous between Ben and I. Um, other things we're going to have coming up as far as movies go will be Oscar month. Now, I've already been doing these Oscar bait reviews, uh, and that's kind of just myself. There's nine Best Picture nominees this year. I think I've reviewed four of them so far. Uh, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, and two others. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I, Tonya and something else. But uh, we are going to go through all the Best Picture nominees, and I've already seen one of them, The Post, which Jamie and I saw. We're holding off on recording an episode of that right now just because when Ben sees that, we're going to do like all these Oscars uh, nominated Best Pictures in order and then eventually do our own rankings of them. But that'll be the next thing coming up uh, between now and March. And the Olympics are starting, so listen to our sister show Off the Podium as well, which is where we spend most of our time reviewing. Anyways, that'll be it. So uh, buy it for... I'm assuming my nephews, but that's not official ranking because I didn't ask them, I just realized. But they all sound like they wanted to buy it, and uh, I'm renting Death Cure. Check it out if you like the series, but I would recommend if you are going to watch the Death Cure, rewatch. <clears throat> this is why we don't edit our episodes. <laughs> uh, if you are going to watch it, rewatch the first two Maze Runner and Score Trials back to back. And uh, if you don't want to listen to anything I have to say, just go watch the Maze Runner. If we did a recap of the Maze Runner, I'll be praising the Maze Runner all day, all year, uh, forever. Uh, love the Maze Runner and that is it until next time my name is Colin and no children were kidnapped tortured or scientifically experimented on throughout this episode thank you for listening to the Oz Network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net